What's up, everybody? Uh, good morning on a Sunday and a very, very difficult period. Um, we're going to start the show off uh, with a video uh, to kind of set the tone. Uh, welcome, everybody. And, uh, you know, we're not going to wait for people to start watching. You can always watch the uh, replay later on. And uh, welcome to Content Content. And I'm rolling video. The night before, when there was chaos, there were fires erupting. Chaos filled Minneapolis streets for a fourth night. Not even the first night of an 8 o'clock So that should roll into another video. Charge the cops. Do your job. Do what you say this country is supposed to be about, the land of the free for all. It has not been free for black people, and we are tired. Don't talk to us about looting. Y'all are the looters. America has looted black people. America looted the Native Americans when they first came. little technical difficulty there uh see if i can get that going i don't know what happened there uh. hmm. all right so uh we'll get that video back in a second uh derek want to jump in i'll try to uh fix this problem whatever it is yeah absolutely um again welcome to content content this morning uh, uh somber morning we have with us this morning uh, a friend of Michael Gomez, Josh Twell. Welcome to the show, Josh. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Derek and Shock. Um, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> he goes by both, as far as I know. Um, I talked on the phone yesterday with Mike for a little bit, and he said to me that he feels like we are kind of back in the 60s. Um, of course, so I wanted to start that show with Ohio uh, by Neil Young, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young course about the kent state shootings that happened in 1970 the national guard opened fire on kent state's uh, students who were protesting the united states involvement in vietnam four were killed nine were injured um yeah. 60s was a time of tremendous political and social unrest in the united states and when things like this occur again it starts to make you wonder if these things go in cycles and if they do why because the things that occurred at Kent State in 1970 are not at all dissimilar uh, to the state-supported violence and police brutality that we've seen unfold in America in the past few years. Uh, and of course, with the killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis just a couple of days ago. Um, so, Mike, what made you think um, 
about the 60s? What, what, what brought that to your mind? Well, um, forgive me for uh, messing that video up. I don't know what happened. I, you know what it is? I just bounced it out. But, uh, I mean, well, maybe we can get back to it. Um, one, of, one of the things uh, that made me think about this, the 60s was it was an awakening. Um, one, they, they say, you know, something on this scale in, in the U.S., uh, aside from the pandemic, hasn't happened since 68. Um, the, the feeling of uh, j just despair, um, you know, I mean, I, I really want to just say, like, uh, I'm heartbroken like uh of what i'm seeing in america i love america like i i love my country um the opportunities it's given me it's given my family uh like literally like i want to cry right now like it, it's it's breaking my heart and um watching these images the hurt that that black people uh have and 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 i feel like it it is, it is a righteous hurt uh, it, it is uh, 400 years. It is constantly being oppressed. It is uh, a painful part of our history. We've never dealt with it and um, in the right way. And um, the frustration, uh, the judgment, you know, it is, you know, and I'm, I'm sad that this didn't work because basically uh, I wanted to give that that speech. And then it, it kind of moves on to uh, a quote from Coretta Scott. King and uh, she says the greatness of a community is most accurate. Let me see if I can get this going right here from the here because for some reason I, we lost audio on her speech, but I think the rest of the video. I think when I bounced it out, sometimes that happens, uh, and I didn't get to proof it because I did it like just this morning. Give it a and shot. I'm gonna give it a shot. Let's see. I want to start it from here, and uh, because <clears throat> basically the point of the the video was to show, like. What she what she was saying, um, Tamika Malaroy, uh, was powerful. It was saying, um, you know, that you, you know, America looted first. America taught the violence that is ingrained in our culture, and um, I felt that that's important to recognize, but uh, and to be real about this, you know. But uh, I also feel it's important. To recognize some of the things that we're not seeing on media, which which is what I kind of put in this video, um, which which are great moments, you know, and that's that's not uh, that doesn't get a lot of uh, play, you know. So I'm just gonna play this. Hopefully, the rest of the video works. Let's see. And it should should come up, but um, I feel like that quote is super powerful. And then this is in Louisiana. Uh, I think that they were protecting protesters here. Uh, this is in New Jersey. The police, they were actually walking with the protesters. You know, and that's beautiful. So they're recognizing it and they, they walked with them. Um, and I don't see this anywhere, you know. And I, I feel like it's important to share these things too. Because if we're just inundated with, with the negative aspects of everything. And then this is another one. This is in, in uh, North Dakota where, where policemen, you know, one race, the human race, with, with the protesters. And this I love, you know, the, the protesters, they're protecting a police officer who, who got left behind by his, his, the rest of his guys. You know, I mean, 
that's and this is another one with no right gear, no backup, just kneeling, you know, bringing pizza to them, to the protesters. This is what I got to say to the people who are destroying things. If you really feel like you have to take an opportunity, like if you're going to be an opportunistic, something is wrong with you. If you cannot stand up and fight the good fight and you want to be a cheater and go ahead and take what we're trying to do, something is wrong with you. Because what we're trying to do is stand up for the basic rights of humanity. And that's what we're trying to do. And we're trying to do in a peaceful way. We do not want to go through this anymore. Okay? I want to be able to go in a white neighborhood and feel safe. I want to be able, when a cop is driving behind me, I don't have to clinch and be tense, okay? I want to be able just to be free and not have to think about every step I take. Because at the end of the day, being black is a crime. At the end of the day, being born black is a crime to them. And I don't understand why. Because we're all humans. And that's sickening. So, pretty much, uh, the, the point of my video is it may seem like I'm contradicting myself in those two things. Cause in at the beginning, it, it, the speech is saying, take action, you know, loot. It's kind of justifying it. And then at the end, it's not, it's, it's not justifying it. But as, as you know, anybody who's ever watched content content, the paradoxes of life are the truth, you know? So, you must take action, but then there has to be a time when we we must heal, we must come together, we must love, we must, you know, it. I feel like thing, things had to boil over because when you don't listen to a group of people for such a long period of time, and there are opportunists, there are people, I mean, yeah, in every situation, there's opportunists on the, on the, on the right and the left, there's opportunists on the right who are uh, trying to egg on and instigate this you know, to so that so that they'll hurt the, their own communities, and then you know it, it works both ways. You know, but um, my goal, you know, in this conversation is is to um, learn to to share and try to push in a direction that um, we can heal and we can get through this, and that just like in '68, I mean, we made some progress after that. You know, it's not where we should have been, obviously. But it, it, if anybody knows about, you know, uh, mental health of, of an individual or getting bettering yourself as a family, you know, you know, pulling it back, because that's another thing we do on content content a lot. Uh, there's this wide view of the world, but we always push it into the inner self. You know, the, the, it, it's all at hand. It's all within you. And, and it has to grow out into the world. So we always pull back in. And I think that just like in a person, for you to get better, it takes time. You get a little better, you you fall back a little, then you try to work hard and get back in. And I think as a nation, it's the same thing. And and my hope and my prayer at this time is that we can move into a better space, that this is just something we need to lean into and that it doesn't destroy us. Because that's that's a you know that's why it breaks my heart because, I mean it's every city, it's every city, uh, and you know we I mean you've got uh, we already had COVID we've already got food shortages happening in the world we've already got uh, locusts in India with with crazy temperatures uh, we had the locusts in Africa we had like there's so much I couldn't even possibly remember everything that's happening right now. Um, 
and and another thing is is that someone commented on one of my posts and it's, they were right not to forget that racism is not just in america racism is in is in you know the world it's not just here it's in, it's in spanish countries it's in you know it's in south america it's in central america it's all over the place you know it, it's it's in all countries and this is a moment it's a moment. It's, it's a it's a hurtful moment. It's a scary moment. We can't keep going in this direction. We we can't destroy our cities. I mean, this we were just about to start opening up again, and and get going, you know. But at the same time, it has there's there's never a comfortable time to to heal and to deal with a problem that no one has wanted to deal with, and our nation hasn't really dealt with properly. It's never comfortable and it comes out in ugly ways because it's denied, you know, and that's kind of the direction, you know, that I'm feeling. And um, I just uh, I didn't really get to properly introduce Josh, but uh, Josh uh, is, is an old friend of mine. We don't we don't speak all the time, but it's someone I, I respect massively uh, spiritually as, as, a, as a as a family man, as a community activist, because he I mean. He's he's been uh, donating, you know, do, uh, coordinating stuff with his church, you know, to give food to people who need because, you know, there's been a big need. Um, and I and uh, I'm so excited to have you here, Josh. And uh, I, I'd like to uh, pass it over to you for a bit because I've been intrigued by your post uh, on Facebook, uh, your honesty. And uh, I also know within the context of the community that you're in, it does take a lot of uh, bravery to speak as you're speaking. And uh, that's why I really uh, am glad you came here. And I want to hand it over Thank to you, you and, and hear your thoughts. Thank you. Uh, so much to, to talk about. I don't even know where to begin. Uh, what I can say is the scope of my faith helps me put things into a perspective that allows me to empathize. It's so easy now to, to one, kind of stay in the panic mode or the anxiety mode that the media is portraying and, and navigating these narratives to us. You know, it's easy to stay there. But I think instead of being stirred up in anger, what I've chosen to do and what many in in the faith of Christianity have chosen to do is stir up in action. It's easy, you know, w with the pandemic, it's easy to say, well, you know, you might get sick. Okay, so stay home. I have a a child with multiple heart defects and and is comp is very susceptible. To health issues, I chose to to go out and help and to to be a part of the community and find ways to help. I'm grateful for a pastor in a church that leads the way, you know, for these moments of outreach. But at the same time, about these ten weeks, I'm a different person than I was ten weeks ago because of this. You know, yeah. ten weeks ago. I, I wouldn't have thought all of this stuff would be happening back to back to back to back. Right. And there's so many views that I have uh, 
you know, and, and shock, you've been following me. So, you know, I, I post stuff and I, I write long dissertations on, on Facebook only because I, I, I need an outlet, right? Mm-hmm. As a creative shock, you get this as a creative, our minds are always going, we're always interpreting, we're always painting these, these things. And what happens is whatever, however we paint it, whether it be through music, whether it be through, through writing or outlets or expression, what we have to realize is our country paints a very broad brush on everything that's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard to, to speak on things because as much as everyone's saying all this stuff, the culture that we have, it's, it's not designed for dialogue. True. Everyone's a know-it-all. Yeah. I can Google something in two minutes and be an expert. Mm-hmm. No one actually wants to listen. I love that. And yeah. I, I think like the latest things that I've been realizing, right, it's just studying up on all this stuff because the, the latest topic aside from the, the pandemic, which is from night and day, we just forgot about it, is now what are we to do from the community side as a church, as a people? That's my frame of reference, right? So how am I to help? You know, what, what does it look like uh, to be an agent of change in a time where we've never actually addressed the traumas and, and the, there's, there's wordings I wanna say, but I, I'd be very careful of, of all of the things that have been going on, right? racially yes. Yes. and and within the police force and and within the uh the, the force of the you know the fop is a very it's a political machine did i get it right but also a very crucial part of our nation meaning if we want police reform right say we want uh community review boards right that everyone's going to pr- probably start talking about how does that work? You know, yeah. if a city starts doing it, the FOP can actually take them to court and fight back, right? And that can go to a to to a state level, Supreme Court, where you know it's a like we've seen um, Newark, New Jersey, right? Uh, Ross Baraka and and that mayor, right? Which people may have their own political views, but those guys, you know, they they, they come from that lineage of of civil rights and and they they fought for that and he's still fighting for that right there's other cities that have community review boards but what happens is that there's inter- institutions here that there's pushback right i support the police i understand how hard it is i have conversations with police officers that are friends of mine that are considering other professions now because it's so dangerous out there there's anti-police groups that are forcing these narratives on good police officers but at the same time, the bad police officers are not being held accountable. And the, the narrative that we're portraying, it's, it's hard to get past all of the programming that we've been kind of been forced upon, you know, to, to even circle back. Yeah, I, it, I, I love what you're, what you're getting into there, man. Yeah, because it's, it's much. I'm, this is, I have talked to people about this. It's like. I, I, I have a lot to get out, right? It's just so much happening because it's like I see this and I, I see the opportunities to change, right? I see where, okay, police reform might be something there. 
but I have to be realistic. I have to realize that the change comes from the microcosm and society that comes from community development, community leadership, uh, community effectiveness, meaning finding programs that affect and help the, the young adults that are out there, that, that we can look at tangible things to change the community, meaning, you know, be a neighbor to somebody, check on them. You know, make sure you understand that there are certain things. There's, there's, uh, with within the cities, like the the, the police athletic leagues. You know, the, the the there's things that help the community within the the frame of society for, that that involve police and community policing. You know, those are tangible things that I'm looking at. That it's like as a church, what do I do? As a church, how do I help? As a church. You know, as a Christian, what are some things that I can uh, I can do to, to affect change practically? You know, I want to say this real quick, though. From the era of 19, more, I think more has changed from the last 30 years, 1990 to 2020, mm. than, there's, than the change from 1960 to 1990. That's interesting. Think mm. about it. Do you like, mean that in a yeah. good way or a bad way, Josh? In a bad way. I don't mean I don't mean a good way. Yeah, no. Sort of a regression. Yes. Yeah. yeah sort right. of like a curve. Like you... and, and that's and that, I don't think people realize that, right? We we, we look at we look at the inverse side of it and say, well, yeah, there's been such a great change. Look, we have racial equality. Look, now people can buy more homes. There's no redlining. Now they can vote. Now they look like more uh, productive members of society. Now they're a part inclusive to everyone. But no one's looking at the inverse side where 1960 to 1990, there there was not much of an unrest, right? It was like kind of steady. 1992 happens, Rodney King, everything starts like mm. digressing. And from 90 to now, look at the why, right? Why 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 did NWA come out? Why from a music standpoint now, right? Why yeah. why did we have all of this culture, all of this uh contribution, all of these these facets from a culture that from the previous 30 years we didn't really recognize or validate, but now they came on the scene and all this stuff started changing and there was yeah. a digression for the last 30 years. Like so that's why I say more has changed in the last 30 years negatively than than 60s to 90 and you could probably argue the the opposite of positive change as well yeah that's a really good point yeah that's a fascinating point too because i think it is a commonly held thought and i even saw like a cnn headline this morning like uh things were terrible in 1968 they're worse now uh, but people think of it as a linear thing it's one line of progress from 1968 yeah. to 2020 and yeah. one of the things that can be so frustrating especially when you're dealing with not community-based change, but change from big powers of authority yeah. is when you fight very hard for that change and you get some of it, you think it's cemented. You think, yeah. well, good. Now we have that and we can move forward. But what you're, uh, what we are unfortunately seeing between that period of, yeah, say, 92 to now is a regression of yeah. some of the things that were fought so hard for from you know, say 1960 to to 1990, um, and that and let, is, yeah, let that's, me, that's frustrating. Let me add something here because this is there's more, right? Because 
we live in an era of of this kind of lazy, leisure seeking, materialistic, automation dependent people. Yeah. They don't really want to be challenged anymore. No one likes to be made uncomfortable. And then let's go even more that we've been pro programmed from from 1990 around that era when news started realizing or the news networks on public access, right? So they're realizing that they were competing with all of this new media. Things got politicized. Mm -hmm. And then what happens here is it's like a psychological war now where we're told what to think. We're told who to hate. We're told how to think. We're told what to buy. The, these these things pro-markets. They control elections. They control society, really. But no one, like everyone's so plugged into it that no one can take a step back and say, wait a second, I don't have my own thoughts here. I may think, I may see what they're saying. I may see that this has some relevance, but there's a voice in the back of my head now that says, look at them, look at how they're acting. How can I support what they're doing because of all of this extra stuff? How can I support them when they have this? And there's so much stacked against the, the 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 narrative now right that it's really um there's layers that have to be uncovered even before getting to the conversation yeah of of now 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 it's a now i'm talking from the racial perspective right of of what this looks like from uh a very ultra conservative or a person that was was born in a middle class neighborhood that doesn't uh, i i like that the creation of activity I, I get that, you know, I, I get that because, but I think what happens culturally, right? Culturally, we're looking at the differences now. I grew up differently. I've, I've been afforded a, a certain uh, access that other people don't, that don't have, that, that won't have. Cause I grew up in an urban area. I grew up in a melting pot. I seen different cultures, but now I live in a very conservative kind of middle-class neighborhood, right? where the views are completely different here. There's no corner stores here. You know what I mean? They're, the people of color, there are yeah. people of color, but it's different. You know, I'm, I'm a hip hop head also. So I can, I can kind of dive into different cultures easily, right? I can speak to a governor and a state rep and, and uh, a congressman, but then I can also go to a, a, a hood and speak to a drug dealer and a gang member. It's easier for me because I can see the other perspectives what other people can't. And I'm not saying yeah. that, you know, like, oh, it's better for me. No. What I'm saying is the people that are more aware of their surroundings, people that have traveled, people that understand dialogue, that can speak to different types of people, those are the ones that are getting it. Now we're facing people that don't want to get it. It's like having conversations of stuff that you should have learned in kindergarten, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, and I I agree with you, bro. Like so much, and uh, you you went in a great direction. Thank you. Sorry, bro. I'm all over the place. No, no, you did. You went in a great direction because, and as with so many things, it's it's so much about exposure, and that's what that's another thing that makes that media narrative or the various media narratives so important or so potent and powerful, mm, um, yeah. because even just uh, you know. Of course, CNN loves to show you the videos of cop cars on fire. Yeah. Um, but I'm in Brooklyn, like uh, the Barclays Center is right down the street. 
there was a protest outside on my block yesterday. So I went outside and it reminded me of the protests for Black Lives Matter that I went to in 2015. It's like, this is not a riot where people are, it's not a chaos, like, oh my goodness, yeah. everything's going to, and I, I wouldn't even necessarily blame folks who did that. And there is some of that, but it's mostly good hearted individuals That's who are standing up for something that is so obviously yeah. wrong. But that's yeah. not necessarily the narrative that benefits the advertising dollars of Fox News or CNN or MSNBC or what have you. They want to show yeah. you the big, wild, crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. But if you are not in an area where you can actually be exposed um, to the reality of the situation and not just these silly headlines, again, you think you got all the answers. Now and it doesn't help. It doesn't create that dialogue that I think we need to have. And one of the things that uh, that I think needs to be spoken about right now is is sort of uh, people not being taught uh, to think right for themselves, you know, and 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 things and being taught things like empathy, uh, learning how to listen, uh, learning from other people, valuing what someone has to say instead of trying to dominate them. It's a cultural thing. It's an American thing. And, well, we've been um, programmed to it. Yeah. We've been programmed to it at and every think, level of thought. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No. No. But I think that's what you were saying, and yeah. I and and I think that, and then the how to, you know, right? Like how to, how do we deal with this? And you even said something interesting. You know, something you should have learned in kindergarten. But the truth of the matter is, you know, uh, most people haven't learned it at all throughout yeah. life. So you, so. The thing is, I think that anyone who who is sensitive to what you're talking about and gets what you're saying, I think that responsibility falls upon us to try to teach more empathy, show the value of it. Um, like those officers in the videos I showed, I think it's wonderful because they they sh sort of put a spin on leadership that we're not yeah. used to. Yeah. I think we got a feedback. Is that me? Is that you? I don't know. But uh, I think you got a plane flying by or something. That's what so, it is. That's what it is. So, so I think that um, we need to like engage with people more in that way where we we open them up to to more critical thinking, to more you know the the value like you can learn from someone else you're not always right you're and and the thing also too that that you 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 talked about um which which i really connected with is that we're used to this sort of like uh pleasure without work this sort of like um yeah everything's automated for us which doesn't make you happy by the way no you, we don't operate that way unless we put our attention into something and we yeah. we lose ourselves in it, in what we're doing, we're not content. So, but the thing is, this since the six, since even before the fifty, the psychology behind it has been the same. Like nothing's the ads have changed, technology has changed, the style has changed, but the psychology behind it has yeah, not. It's the same. And then the thing about it is they manipulate our deepest fears, and we we move from there. So. The media, what's happening is they understand their demographics. They understand yeah. who is watching. So they appeal to the fears of that demographic. And, yeah. and people are, are not 
looking at the effects and it's killing off our society little by little mentally. I mean, not yeah, like mentally. physically, yes. although, although that's happening too, but you know, the type of psychological kind of, I call it war, but like the kind of psychological stuff that's going on right now for decades, you know, it's, it's been at the expense of minority and black families for generations. You know, the issues of drugs and gangs, poverty, music, culture, all the points that anyone can bring up to accuse us. Or, and I say us as a person of color, you know, saying that, look at how we behave. You know what I mean? They're animals, yeah. they're thugs. Yeah. I, and I get that. I get that my culture and our culture is different. And, you know, it's not others' culture. It's not your culture. But the people that are watching this, they have to understand that the individual cultures, although different, this is how certain people grew up. They grew up around this this stuff, and that's what makes many uh, differences and the different thoughts and and what makes this country great is the individual thoughts, right? It's not necessarily my truth. Like I, I, that's a whole other thing. I won't get there. But what makes this country great is our individual identities, our families, our creativity, our contributions. But again. This is something that people of color have said forever. Like, okay, you can't just love me and the contributions I have and my creativity or a person of color or a black person and not identify with my struggle. You know, yeah. you, like you can't love what I bring to the table, but then not love me. That's another, there's so many layers of pain there that I, I understand it. And then here's the other one. It's because of my new George Floyd. You know, I have friends in the third ward that are pastors, that are ministers, that that do outreach, that are in the community that wow. knew George Floyd. George Floyd was an OG. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, you know, you know, Chopped and Screw music. You know, DJ Screw from Texas. Yeah, of course. George Floyd was part of that original OG crew from uh, DJ Screw's crew. Like he's an OG. Wow. And and he spoke to the kids in the gangs in Third Ward. He he moved like when I I said this earlier on Facebook and Christianity Today posted it, but it mostly because uh, Christian rapper Reconcile and uh, Young Noah and a couple other guys from Texas kind of posted it. But you know, uh, Big Floyd he he would drag these baptism pools. He would inflate them, drag them, and and fill the pools up to help people wow. get baptized. He, you know, tear up and tear down chairs during these outreaches. He would give out food, give out Bibles, pray with, with the thugs. He grew up in that area. So I get he wasn't perfect. But the, the other layer of this is we have to protect the narrative of these guys. Not everyone's going to be perfect, but in this case... George Floyd wasn't the person they tried to make him out to be. Okay, maybe he had a counterfeit bill or maybe he was writing a check that wasn't um, cleared yet because he didn't have the money yet. He was there for work. He was an honorable guy. He was a guy of peace. Like Those are the things that, that should affect people. Yeah, and I think, um, by the way, I got that video queued up. Um, but um, And I, th and I think I, I love the, the idea of speaking about him in that light you know because um it's true you know uh un unfortunately the media doesn't you know how about how about tributing to the person's life you know yeah. and talking about all the things you just said you know and, and 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 say you know instead of always just demonizing someone and you know they're accused of this and they're accused of that well you know what well, how about spending 30 seconds 
uh, to say, you know, all the things you just said. And um, I think we we're missing that because you know what? It's kind of scary because that would humanize him. Exactly. And and I mean, I'm no conspiracy guy. I, I, I shy away from them. But man, a good story is when you humanize the characters. So if you're telling stories and you're in the media, and if you don't want to humanize him, I'm going to say that that is racially um, driven. And um, I think that that is, or something think, else, you know. I, th- I think that in the efforts of discrediting somebody, right, it, it's, I, I'm going to say, and I don't, I don't think it's a conspiracy because we see it, it's based on the triggers. They want to trigger what, to f- they want to trigger that. There's a reason for it. You know, we've never addressed the effects of the media. We've never, we've, we've actually never addressed the effect on the effect of bad policing on black Americans. Mm. You know, it, it, from the intense persecutions, the violence, and the mass killings, the, what they call black genocide, right? It's like those things, people are deeply affected by that from a historical yeah. view. Yes. You know, from In the black experience, I, I can't speak on the black experience. I, I'm, I'm, uh, a father of biracial children. My, my wife is black. I, I went to a black church for many years. I understand the social justice aspect of it. The Bible makes uh, very clear the fact of social justice, the mandate of faith bars, and fundamental expression of Christian discipleship is that you know, social justice has biblical roots. So God, and, and you see him time and time again showing his love and compassion for the weak, the vulnerable, the marginalized, the disenfranchised, the disinherited, all of that. And when you see people like, uh, you know, light bearers like Martin Luther King and, and other people that understood it, they understood that from the grassroots level, you know, there's only so much you can do. And then when you see people like, you know, uh, rest in peace, Elijah Cummings and those people that maybe politically I may not agree with certain things, but you saw that he changed from within. Mm -hmm. There's also something there on the flip side. There are white supremacists in the police department that have infiltrated police departments. We know this. It's documented. It's current. It's happening. You know, and, and. We, we're just in a place where we we have to make sure that we, you know, in the midst of what's happening, we, we've, I, I say this, my pastor says this, and I remember I get it from, uh, yeah, just, just from years of seeing it, it's like, find, look for the helpers, look for the people that are trying to bring, yeah. look for the ones that are trying to make a change. You know, the church is an agent of change, always has been. If we do it right, it's supposed to be the, the place where, uh, foster care stops. If the church did what it was supposed to, we wouldn't have foster care. If the church did what we were supposed to, we wouldn't have uh, WIC and 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 you know food problems. You know what I mean? If the church did what it was supposed to, we wouldn't have the orphans and the widows in need because that's what we do. Like social justice is biblical, and I think now there's a charge more than ever for people that are hungry to see hope for people that are hungry to see others yeah. that are doing stuff. And that's what the crazy thing is why I say we haven't changed much is I feel that Martin Luther King saw that, you know, and, and these kids need leaders. They're, they're lost. Look at the videos. Like they're just, they don't know what to do. Hmm. And the thing yeah. about Martin Luther, Martin Luther King, if you, if you saw and studied back then, 
he, he traveled, his name carried weight. So when Martin Luther King landed in your city, everyone came to him because he was that guy. Hmm. Yeah. We don't have community leaders that can that are respected. I mean, we, I'm, I'm sure they do. I'm sorry if you know if they if they're out there. I don't know because like, I'm sure there's there's people out there. But I know I know what you're saying though. You're just saying, saying on, so, on that scale on that scale. Yeah, because we're so plugged in. So it's like everyone's plugged into something, and it's just it it just becomes like the Black Lives Matter movement. I understand it. I empathize. Black lives do matter from the the consent of it. It does matter. But when you politicize the hashtag, it cancels itself out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it loses, it you, loses you, uh, something. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. And then when you politicize the movements, then it's like, what, what are you, and then that's why, like, I love, I understand why politicians do what they do. And also understand that we're a cycle uh, of, of elections, right? All this stuff happens during this time and everything's politicized, but we have to step back and look at it and say, yeah, this is really not what it looks like. How can we really, I'm sorry, I get it, but I can go on. Yeah, man. No, I love what you said about, uh, you made me uh, remember a scripture in James where he says, uh, religion that God our father accepts is this to help the poor and the widow. And, yeah. uh, I love that, uh, you know, you, you know, an, an active church like that is, is sort of, but that's what I mean. This, this is a time for an awakening. This, this is a time. I mean, it's, it's tragedy. It's heartbreaking, but it's also a time to reframe things, yeah. you know, to what does church mean? You know, religion, like what we've got all these scriptures we hold on to, for example, yeah. why not grab that one? Yeah. You know, we, 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 we pick the, you know, for, for, for decades, We've picked certain ones that suit ourselves and, and, yep. and, you know, our favor, our this, us, 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 individual, 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 me, 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 me. How about we pick ones that push into the community, drill those into, in, into sermons and into yeah. people's minds and be what you said. That's, you know, I think it's beautiful. And, I know, I, and you know, I know you're doing that, you know, and, and you're trying your best to do that. And, um, and I think that's awesome, bro. Like I, I think I, that's I, all we can do, man. I think it's it's like uh, throwing pebbles in in the water, right? Like you can't expect tsunamis, you know. But if enough people do it, then you'll start seeing changes in the water, and you start then that little that little uh, ripple becomes a wave, and then that wave turns into a tsunami, and it, it becomes infectious. And and it, I think uh, it's no coincidence that we're talking about it. On the birthday of the church, like Pentecost Sunday, Pentecost is, is yes, yeah. It's it's one of the high days for Christianity, where this was the beginning of the church. And what did they do? You know, it was one of those things. It's like they they it, yeah, yeah, they, man. I, I, I could one. only yeah, and I think that's it. that's it. They what did they do? They became one. Their their language was one. Miraculously. Are, are, we know that that they were able to speak to so many languages without understanding the, the the languages of men, but everyone understood them all at once. It was a miraculous thing, and and those things are still happening. I still believe in miracles. I still believe uh, in the power of prayer. It's something that personally it's convicting, and and whenever I speak on it. I speak on it because I've experienced it. You know my personal story. Like I, mm -hmm. I mentioned uh, backstage or behind the scenes is, you know, my son was born with multiple heart defects. 
you, we were kind of friends throughout some of that stuff. And, yeah, and I've yeah. told you the, the miracles that have happened, man. And, and it's real, you know, and yeah. I think and people I can attest are, to that. Yeah. People are hungry for that. And I think now, you know, from, I could only speak on, on my perspective, right. Is it's what we're here for. We're here to show hope, to, to bring light. Cause right now it's, it's evil and evil has a very interesting way on how it plays, right? Evil plays out in a very long game. It's it's evil as is not something that's um, quick. Evil evil intends to 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 wait out and and kill a generation and to 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 portray hate and and put people against each other. That's what evil does. And and for me, I look at it as that's my enemy evil is is the darkness that's that's setting you know the bible says work during the day while it's still daytime because soon night will come and you won't have a chance and and that's code for do it now because what we believe is that this world is destined for certain things we're only here for a certain while and i know that sounds esoteric and out there and and for those that may be curious in regards to you know cup of bible find christian talk about it you know, but I believe that this world is destined to a, a certain destination and we're only working as much as we can for right now. Mm-hmm. And and now's the time where people got to look at it. Like you're, if, you, if you're plugged into this evil and this hatred, you should take a step back and, and figure out the why. Yeah. Like we don't talk about that. What's the why behind that's, it? That's a good yeah. thing to think about. You know, I love that. You know, like if, if anyone's watching this and if, if you're plugged in for any reason, into that evil on on any side of the fence you know that's something for you to think about you know like if if you're enraged if you're completely angry and you're not empathizing at all with with the other side uh whatever side you're on that's a good time to to take a look in the mirror you know and and stop just looking out the window you know it it's a time to look at yourself and 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 think about that um, I got this video queued up. Want to set it up, Derek? Yeah, um, this is a video. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see it a couple of days ago. It's uh, Stephen Jackson, uh, who was a friend of George Floyd as well. Uh, go ahead, Mike. Yeah. All right. Let's see if I don't mess this one up. Yeah. Hit that volume there, Mike. Oh, damn. Huh. Live. I'm, I'm here because... They're not going to demean the character of Greg, or George Floyd. That's right. My twin. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when police do things that they know that's wrong, the first thing they try to do is cover it up mm-hmm. and bring up your background mm-hmm. to make it seem like the bull that they did that they did was worthy. Mm-hmm. When was murder ever worthy? Never. But if it's a black man, it's approved. You can't tell me when that man had his knee on my brother's neck, taking his life away with his hand in his pocket, that that smirk on his face didn't say I'm protected. That's right. That's what it says. That's what it says. You can't tell me that he didn't feel that it was his duty to murder my brother and that he was fine with it, that he knew he was going to get away with it. You can't tell me that wasn't a look in his face. We've seen this so many times so many times and we see it right in our face and we don't get no justice what happened to common sense what happened to just opening your eyes 
Your eyes don't work now. Videos, what, what is videos for? Videos don't work now. They don't mean nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Only when you black. Mm-hmm. Say that. My brother was someone who died trying to be a protector and a provider for everybody. Mm. But one thing a lot of y'all don't know, that's damn near every black man. That's right. Talk about it. Because where, where we come from, yeah. we have to learn how to protect and provide. Mm-hmm. How not? The ones that don't know how to protect and provide, the ones that ain't proud to be black, are the ones that get knocked off yeah. early. Yeah. You have to be strong where we come from in order to survive, in order to be successful. It's 10 times harder. And I tell people all the time, the difference between me and my brother Floyd is I had opportunity. Mm-hmm. So many of my brothers are so talented and sitting in the ghettos in the hoods right now because they don't have opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big facts. And y'all wonder why we ain't. Mm-hmm. We're not just dying. We not. It's not been. It hasn't been fair to us. Yeah. I want to. I want to say something really quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I love about this video is if you know anyone from Texas or New Orleans or those areas, the culture there is that they're so unified and giving of each other. Like they really help each other out. It's different from up here. See, people from the South are very different from up North. They share with each other. Like everything he was saying, it's true. You know, and and another thing, just to provide perspective, because I always have to give perspective. And people, aren't educated in, or don't seek information enough to really figure stuff out, right? So Minnesota police policy states that putting your knee on a, on a defendant's neck or a perpetrator's neck is actually okay. It's considered a non-deadly uh, move of force, right? It's non-deadly force. They actually have training on that. The, the issue is he, he did it and, and went against his training. He did it, and, and it was pretty much it was a deprivation of the civil rights of, of Floyd, right? He, he, he asked him to stop, and he didn't stop. But in, his, in the mind of the police officer, I'm sure he started doing that because it was within the policy. But there's loopholes there, right? You can do it, and you can still say, hey, I I did what it was what I was trained to do. I'm trained. To, they're trained to do that. But yeah. now that he dies, now that becomes an issue. So there's perspective. There has to be perspective there from from the other side, right? Like it it's bad. Yeah. But then what, you have to understand that other conversation, right? What does that other other conversation sound like? Mm-hmm. Well, the what um, I just want to say about that clip is that. Uh, you know, Steven Jackson played in the NBA for like 14, 15 years. He was yep. never an enormous superstar, but, you know, guy played for 15 years. He was good. He was never like a guy who has a microphone stuffed in his face all the time. Even if you're a superstar like LeBron, LeBron does get asked about social issues. Uh, Steven Jackson was just a hard, he was known for being like a tough player. Um, and yet in that clip, he's speaking so authentically um and it's because this thing came to his backyard they just killed his friend and you know i'm sure that that stephen jackson has always cared about civil rights but maybe hasn't done whatever to be a mouthpiece but it came to his doorstep 
Yeah. And he's talking about, I've been feeling this my entire life. And now I got to say something. And I am very inspired by that because now is the time, like with all the things that are going on in the world, authoritarian regimes, climate change, and we're still dealing with this too. Yeah. It, it, it's already, it might already be too late which just means we have to do things now. And just, I would encourage, and I'm going to do this myself. Like well, on Thursday, we had, uh, my friend Harrison had mentioned just in, in spirituality and, and trying to remain positive, get one win. Mm. If you have a to-do list of 30 mm -hmm. things, it mm -hmm. seems like, oh God, I, don't, I can't do that. If, if I look at, how, well, how do I personally change the Minnesota Police Department? Uh, I don't know how to do that. Get one win and at a time like this too maybe it's something you're uncomfortable doing but man it is too late we need to do it now we needed to do it yesterday and i would encourage and like i said i'm going to do this myself do one thing that has a tangible result in your community mm -hmm. to make it one millimeter better because, if, of course, if everyone did that, it would be that tsunami that Josh is talking about. Yeah. And allow this to be a reckoning. Allow this to be a polarizing moment that we drew the line in the sand and said, no. And I yeah. think a lot of people feel that way, but feel powerless to uh, these big power structures. Get one win for something that makes a little bit of a difference. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about that, Josh? I, I agree. I think that's that's it. I think one small action a day that's palatable is something that, that is needed. And, and I think what happens here is, like I said earlier, right, the microcosm of society is the family, is the individual. It's the one person in the community that does something. You know, we all have platforms. We all have something to say. You know, choose carefully what you post. Choose carefully what you say. Choose carefully what you do. Because your actions have repercussions. There are people watching you. You know, and, and to my white brothers and sisters, it's crazy that I even have to say that, right? But this is something that's been going on for generations. It's not just now. And because we've never addressed it, now there's certain layers that are happening. It's not really a racial thing. It's a police thing. But it becomes racial because we've, it's another layer that we've never addressed. So you're yeah. coming into this with several layers of, of hurt and triggers and pain. So you may not know what to do. But what I recommend is find a, a, a friend, find someone that you know that may be affected by this and be a neighbor. You know, bring them some lunch, ask them, hey, how are you doing? Check on them. Mm -hmm. You know, little things like that. And then, like I mentioned yeah. earlier, like, you know, the police athletics, find, plug yourself in something there and, and look at the good community policing that goes on in our neighborhoods around the country because there are great cops out there and encourage those cops to do better. 
encourage those guys that they're doing a great job because right now that's probably one of the toughest jobs we have right now in this country. I can't even imagine what that would look like for me to to suit up and knowing that I'm sacrificing myself for people that don't even care, that don't care about me, that really want to inflict danger on me and pain on me. I get that side. I get that. Hmm. You know, those are little things that you may want to consider. Little actions go a long way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and um, something that occurred to me uh, while you were saying that is I feel like the action will be that much more powerful in your life if you do it for the other side, whatever yeah. side you're on. Yeah. Like if you reach across and you do it um, for that side, I think it would be like if you're if you're if you're more uh, uh, on one side and you go over and you do something kind for that side. I think that is uh, a real jewel that um I think that's a win, you know, like if personally, after hearing the two of you, um, I think that's my win goal um, to try and do something like that and and bridge the gap, because it's so many. uh, One of the things that I got from a lot of what you said, Josh, um, was the layers. Uh, It's so deep. It's even it's even in, you know, you know, I, I, I. don't want to sound like I'm attacking the church, but when I was when I was a, an excited baby, and uh, in in the in the Christian church, I was blown away when I went I went to uh, to Nashville for mm-hmm. for like the Gospel Music Awards, the GMAs, mm-hmm. and the separation by race. Yep blew me away because I'm this baby uh, Christian excited about the love of God because I had a personal experience and I hadn't really gotten into the church system yet, you know, fully. And I was blown away because me, this 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 uh, just ignorant person who was feeling the power of God in, the, in their own life, I was so disheartened and disillusioned on that trip because I could not believe the amount of separation. And um, if we can't do it, you yeah. know, then, then I, I, that's that's something, you know. And, and maybe maybe this can at least go inside to the body of Christ and, and uh, yeah. maybe I, look I, at that. I recommend everyone go check out and kind of go through a rabbit hole of, of Kirk Franklin, right, of, of what he did and how he voiced his platform and used his platform yeah. for one of those issues. Cause, cause it's true the the church isn't perfect. There are ideas that are still within the church because people are perfect. They mm-hmm. come and bring their thoughts and, and how they feel. But now the issue is the church is a place where it's a place of refuge. It's a place to get help. And that's the one thing where you're going to see people from either side, from either yeah. thought, from either ideology, and you have to be okay with that. You know, now when it comes to stuff like the GMAs, I have my own views on that, right? As a musician, I have my own views on it. Even the Blackout Tuesday that's happening this Tuesday, yeah. I understand that. You know, and I said it earlier, right? Like, how can you love a group of people and their contributions and their creativity, but not love them, them. as an individual? And, and support them mm-hmm. and, and see what they're going through. Because what happens now is you got some people that have been through this generations now. Like, I can't imagine having a grandfather or a great 
father or someone that have been to this and nothing came and know your triggers. Yeah. Like yeah. I can't I can't even imagine. You know, I I have stories of my grandfather, but nothing like this. Hmm. You know, so those are things we have to look at, right? Like people are, are acting everywhere. And I think, you know, the biggest one, right? It's like uh people are saying if you're silent, you know, we're watching you, if you're silent, you know, we you can't say anything. A lot of times I think people are silent because they're afraid to say something like this is very tense right now. Yeah. You know, people, people aren't really telling, I'm sorry to say this, but people aren't telling white people what to do. Like this is not, you know, you, you have to kind of help people walk through this stuff. Cause again, the programming has been so deep into some people's minds and, and where they focus their time, attention and energy that, a lot of people don't, you know, I look at it this way, right? Um, John Maxwell, he's, he's kind of a, a leadership guy. He has this thing where he says uh, it's the lens effect. And the lens effect really is you don't see things the way they really are. You see things the way you are internally. So you process that lens according to your own perception. Yeah. And that's what's happening. I think once we remove that that little that that frame or that lens that filter, and we're able to help people and navigate them with with a little grace and a little uh, kind of trepidation, you know what I mean? Like just kind of a little, just hey, I I know this might be a little hard for you, but let me show you some stuff here. Yeah, you know we have to have those conversations with with love and and for the sake of unity, man. It yes. Yeah, we're in a weird place, but I, I can't, yeah, I can only do, like, you know, going back, I know it went off on a long tangent, but I can only do the little I know I can do. And if all of us do that, then we will see change. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's, I think that's the takeaway for everybody today. I mean, you know, go for that win. Um, and if you, you can reach across to that other side somehow, um, like what Josh is saying, you know, like uh, be aware, you know, of the the lens that people are looking through, have that awareness and try to reach them. And, um, you you know, one thing that comes to my mind is you, you can't help somebody with something that they don't think they need help with. That's it. So I think yeah. the, f the first and I think that 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 sort of gentle um, use use of wisdom, you know, um, that you're talking yeah. about is, is key. It's it's key to it's like to understand where this person is, and to be quite honestly, they they don't think they have a problem probably, and they they're just kind of re they're quiet maybe because they're reading all this stuff and they and they don't even understand why people feel this way. They yeah. they don't even a of, have a point of imagine context. trying to process. Imagine trying to process why people are burning down buildings. Yeah. They just see the, and I get, I understand, like, I do not support burning down buildings. I have my own stuff on that. Like, how horrible is it that we're getting past a pandemic, that yeah, businesses yeah. are going out of business, and then you have your business burnt up? Like, that's a whole, that's I'm a in tragedy. This, yeah, I'm in a confusing place about that myself, to be quite honest with you. I get it. I get, I get I, it. I don't even know, I don't have a hard stance on either one, because it's like, I understand how it can get to that point, why it gets to that point. I also know that there's people just provoking and, and opportunists. Yeah. But then at the same time, 
I also know the state that our country and I love my, you know, like I said, like we started off, you know, I love I love my country. I love uh, it, this country. It breaks yeah. my heart to see this like it literally yeah. like it, it kills me inside. Yeah. And so I'm in between where but I, I also am. It's a valid it's a valid thing. It's not invalid. It's true. It's it's yeah. the the oppression, the uh, the the just terrible treatment of, of of group of people is true. It's not it's not false. The trauma yeah. that, that that these people have suffered and and um and there are brothers, you know, it, to like you yeah. said, even for you to have to say to my white friends, for me to say these people to have yeah, to I've say that it's like it's like that. this is like you know. It we're we're all together, um, and it's just crazy that you have to sub everything out to communicate. Yeah. Because and, I, I feel like you know I I feel like it's it's a it's a bad dream, and we're being socially engineered by this kind of stuff, right? Like, granted, that for that old comment I just said is probably like off the wall, but we're so how can I put this, man? as a culture of this generation is so susceptible and, and can be maneuvered so easily mm. by those triggers, by those triggers. And I know I can put a face to evil. I can say it's evil. I don't know who's behind the evil, but I know evil understands those triggers. Evil yeah. knows that they can manipulate the generation and, and make it do what it, well, it wants to do whether I know yeah. what, it, and I know you guys, both work at the UN, so you understand when I say certain things that you know you get it. Like there are certain frame of thoughts that are like global thoughts, right? The globalist thoughts that some people talk about. I I see that stuff. I get yeah. it. I get it. I see where this is headed. You know, and I have a filter biblically that I could see where it's going. Other people may not see it, but we have to look at all that. Like there are some things that are happening that are not organic. And if you're able to step out of that at the moment and say, Hey, this, there's something here. Maybe I have to change the way I'm thinking and maybe that'll change something. That might be the change right there. You know, I think if everyone can do that and just say that like today, how, how is my thinking right now? How am I looking at things? Let's just say, um, the way I'm thinking is wrong. If if you think, you know, the looting's okay. If you think this is happening, what? Challenge yourself. If you're on the other side and you're saying these are thugs that that you know don't care about anything, that this culture is 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 a horrible culture, and and how can I get behind these people doing this? Think about the other side. Challenge yourself. Why? And yo, I love what you said about um. Somehow, I said so much. I'm sorry. We got no. We got to steal that somehow, Derek. <laughs> that this <laughs> is not organic. Yeah. Right. That has to. We have to incorporate that into, into the content. Powers that, the powers that be that are in control of these levers want you to think it's organic. Mm-hmm. Oh no! This has been. This is just the way it is. But it's not. A lot of times, it doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. But it's how. Well, what are you going to do? You got to go to work. Whatever. But it's not an organic process. And that's another and, and, piece of the puzzle. And I need you guys to check me on that. Is that is that a, like what I just said? Is that like no? I I listen. Valid? I, 
I th- I think it is because you know what what I, why I like that you said it because I couldn't put that into words, and it's 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 the foundation of many conversations I have with friends mm. where they know something isn't right. Yeah, and you don't want to be a conspiracy guy. You don't want to be this. You want to be someone who's who's reasonable and um, you know, because conspiracies change day to day. Yeah, I. But I like those words. Kind of put my finger on it. You know where? Well, I don't know what it is, where it's coming from, what's the complete picture, but it certainly isn't something that's organic because it's it's like trigger. You know, it's like here's here's a trigger, here's another trigger. And and the the thing is like it it's not organic. It's not something that's just happening. It's just like a you you know gaslighting. It's like boom, you know. Yeah. And um and it's being you know I'm I, I it's just terrible because for it you know for it to happen when it's happening, it's just unfathomable. Like it's just you know f- the timing of this to happen, it, it is just you know it's it's like you made a fire and you you just put more lighter fluid at in the right exact spot you know like to just make it more explosive and and um i'm worried about the country man i'm worried about everything i mean we were already in a mess you know we really were and you know and and we got to we got to stay positive and everything but um it's it's still it's disheartening and and one of the things i know f- from a lot of my my own uh therapy and stuff is is uh you got to call it how you feel it you know you got to say yeah. how you're feeling to get through it and to get better and to be more useful to others and um that's how i'm feeling but i am my takeaways from this are you know the win the win and and uh and and try to go to the other side and there's going to be resistance i mean it's scary it's really scary because you know and you were talking about this josh too like where it's like there's some immovable people you know as far as where they're standing and it's 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 just a part of where we are as a society and um when people are more advanced in age, it's very difficult to communicate with them in, in the way we're talking, you know? There are many yeah. people who, who can't talk the way we're talking and who think it's even me and Derek talk about this all the time. It's foolishness, you know, having these conversations and, you know, they feel like this is not even productive. It's a waste of time. And uh, they don't even delve into these these things. And... uh that's something too to think about, you know, like how do we reach those people? And I think if you do an act of kindness, you can reach yeah. that person, you know? Yeah. And, and even though they don't yeah. have these conversations, even if though they may never think on the levels we're thinking, if you do something nice for that person, you'll, you won't need to have these big long talks. You yeah. won't need to have to figure everything out and explain everything. That right there can yeah. change their whole uh, view of of your whole community. You know, you know how many times there are people in my surroundings that I don't speak about my religion, faith to them, but based on the actions and and the tone of what I do for them, if they're if they're in need, 
their their guard is down every time and it changes how they think of me and their conversations with me because there's a devil a, le a level of respect i just said devil of respect level of respect you know where that that kind of that other voice in the back of of your mind that that cuz i see this a lot right it's it's there, people are starting to look of, of, of some people, you know, people of color, like, are they one of us? Are they one of them? How yeah, do they think? Yeah. Pick a side. What? Pick a side, right? And it's like yeah. when you do acts of kindness, it brings the guard down and you can have conversations. But the thing about acts of kindness, though, is you have to be dedicated to it. You can't just do it one time and expect something to happen. You have to show up and be committed to it. You have to be committed to the little win in order for there to be a change or or for it for it to be effective right like i think that's the other the, the one of the big things that that i go through especially with like volunteers and teams when doing these acts of kindness um it's younger people are productive older people are effective meaning younger people will do stuff they have the strength to do things they'll move things they'll they'll take action they're doing may not be as effective because the older person has wisdom. The older person knows how to do things to work smarter, not harder. And I think we have to look at that. You know, the, the being committed to the win is not just for the sake of the win. It's not just to do for the sake of doing. Yeah. It's understanding the why. Why are you going to do this? Why are you even committed to doing a little win to change? Because that's going to help your community. And if that changes your community, that one little thing will have a bigger effect. And I think that those are the, the things that we have to look at, right? It's like being committed to it, but even changing how or considering how we help. I think that's a, a incredibly important point, man, that mm -hmm. you cannot yell and scream at somebody and change their mind most often that if you come into a situation from a compassionate standpoint yeah that's when somebody's guard comes down and they might actually listen to you mm -hmm. and the fact of the matter is we all have so much it, it the signs are true it's one human race um we all have a lot more in common most working people have a lot more in common than we're led to believe and um it's so important. And again, a, a lot of people do pick a side. So they're, I'm compassionate to these people and not to these people. I think we're yeah. here on earth to manifest compassion and spread it. I think that's about the most noble thing that you, a person yeah. could do. And it's even me. if it's a person who isn't on your quote unquote side, there's only one side, man, actually, ultimately. And if you want to make the world change and make it better in your view, it has to come from a place of compassion and it can't really come from a place of violence or anger because violence and anger tends to perpetuate more violence and anger. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the dedication is really important too, Josh, that don't get one win and be like, mm. yeah. did my thing, get the one little win. And then stack another little win on top of it and then put another one on top of it too and know that you are what you are dedicated to what your long-term vision is 
But in terms of taking action, just stack these little things on top of one another. Because then even personally in your own life, you can create a larger wave, which contributes more to the overall, you know, hopefully tsunami of compassion that we can create as a result of this, you know, terrible violence. That's the selfish selflessness. <laughs> That's it right Ooh. there, man. I think I got it right Ooh. this time, right there. I think you got it there. <laughs> That's Ooh. one of our vocabulary words. We we, we have a bunch of vocabulary man. words for the show. That's just like oof. <laughs> yeah, that's one of our favorites. Like I, I could expound <laughs> on that so much, man. <laughs> yeah, but um, listen, man, because because we mm-hmm. we do think, man, yeah, because we do things. Uh oh, we lit a fire. The, oh man, because <laughs> that goes we again. Do oh man, <laughs> I, just, I could go. I can go on that listen, one. We on we we one. went. I just want you to know this is this is the first time that we went what seventeen minutes over, and uh, I'm. I'm so happy for it, and uh, I'd love to have you back on, Josh. At some, at some yeah, point, dude. I mean, you're Excited. you're officially content content family. Like, whenever you yeah. want to pop up, just you know, let me know if you see some episode or whatever you want. Even if you want to drop in for a few minutes or whatever, um, we we basically you know we have a family that's growing of people uh, that have something good to say and something to contribute, and uh, that are that are like minded and. Uh, that's that's the beauty of of the show and uh and i think you know it's it's a good thing man i i'm i feel better that how i feel i had a good show i feel better at the end of it than i did in the beginning of it and uh i we always do thank god you know we always do at the end of our shows and i'm gonna not gonna forget to play a little bit of our tunes this is the wrong one though this should not be playing, man. I blew, as, as the technical guy, I just blew <laughs> oh, it today. I like that one. <laughs> this is our intro. This is our official intro. But I, man, you know what it is? I think I'm so lost in what's going on. I, bro, that's why I was putting things together this morning. I've been so lost in everything yeah. that my mind, to get my mind like wrapped into this, it was not easy. And I think that's that's uh, it's a pretty good excuse for messing up technically all over the place today. <laughs> I'm because, not gonna hold yeah, it again. Yeah, man. You have leeway, man. Well, thank you guys. Um, I'm going to hit the end broadcast. You, stay on though, Josh. Oh.